There are private Facebook groups using labels like Justice for George Floyd to mask the fact that they're really just a haven for racist rhetoric. We get inside one of these groups. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me are CNET senior reporters Derek Kerr and Shar Tipkin. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Now, you found one private Facebook group titled Justice for George Floyd. Presumably, this would be a place that people would go to to talk about their support for Black Lives Matter. But you found something completely different. Uh, Darren, why don't you go first? Tell me what you found. Yeah, so on the surface level, you look at this group and it looks like many of the other Justice for George Floyd groups that have popped up on Facebook. Um, It's descriptive as, as we want justice for the murder of George Floyd. Um, it has a nice illustration of him. And so it all seems pretty normal. But then once you take a look at the administrators and the moderators, things start to get a little fishy. Originally, the group had nine people who managed it. And not all, but probably half of them looked to be African American. But then you click on each of their profiles, and you can see that they're not really who they say they are. Yeah, I I mean, and we should point out that this isn't alone, there are, you know, or at least 100 justice for George Floyd groups that have popped up. Uh, this particular one, you know, it really was crazy how it was the admins who were kind of promoting these racist ideas. Um, you would see things in there and it would be really offensive to anybody who is actually looking for justice for George Floyd. So what has happened, they have this name, 10,000 people join this group. They think that they're going to be talking about racial justice, social justice, and instead they get attacked with hateful memes and um, other things and that the admins and the moderators don't do anything to shut it down. Well, let's get into that because without being too graphic, I mean, what are some of the things you saw uh, happening in this group? What were some of the interactions like? Yeah, we don't really want to talk about like specific posts because, you know, we don't want to spread this. But, you know, it, it was it was a lot of memes, you know, looking at George Floyd's alleged arrest history, um, you know, looking at his background, um, a lot of themes of, hey, um, black people come back to Africa. Um, you know, there was anti-Semitism. There were George Soros conspiracy theories. There was Pepe the Frog. It was kind of the full gamut, but they were kind of careful with towing the line of not having anything too offensive. Like it was offensive, but it wasn't like pornography or things that would immediately get flagged. Dara, do you? Yeah, there were a lot and a lot of kind of accusations about George Floyd trying to take down his character. Um, a lot of people saying, you know, here's the real story. George Floyd was a drug addict or here's the real story. George Floyd tried to he sh- pointed a gun at a pregnant woman, you know, trying to tear him down as who he was and really sidestep the point of what happened to him. Um, and then and then this would create this very lively discussion Um some people saying like, what are you talking about? Who, what are, who are these moderators? Why aren't they taking these posts down? And then other people chiming in and being like, oh, thanks for letting us know. And you're right. And that kind of stuff. Well, that's, that brings an interesting point. Like why, why does this group exist? Is it just for trolling or is there something more to this? Well, the experts we spoke to um, said it's probably a mix of trolls and just people kind of thinking this is funny. And then within it, there may be some more kind of hardcore white supremacists who are trying to garner sympathy for their beliefs and also bring more people to their side. 
And, and they use kind of these like telltale textbook recruitment tactics, which is this kind of like, let me tell you the real story, this kind of soft intro, like this is what's really happening. And then create these discussions and conversations in which they can kind of lure people in, people who, who may not, you know, have done the research on, on what really happened. Yeah, and Shara, in terms of that that indoctrination aspect, um, I don't know if you if there were examples you saw or things you saw of like how uh, some of the the folks in this group were actually trying to, for lack of a better word, convert folks to their perspective. Yeah, so I mean, we saw a lot of things like using statistics um, conveniently. So, like one example, so the way groups work, private groups work, is there's kind of the wall where people can post whatever they want, but then there's an announcements area where the admins and the moderators can can say things that everyone should see, and they kind of stay always there. And one of them was a statistic that more black people die swimming than uh, being killed by the police. And so the point on that was maybe Black Lives Matter, I think they said something like maybe Black Lives Matter should teach swimming lessons. So it's things like that, you know, and they they link to like, you know, legitimate statistics like CDC statistics or the Washington Post or things like that to make it seem like, oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, gosh, these stats are true. That must be true. Oh, maybe they have a point. And you kind of just start to start thinking those things. And then we saw other ways that they were trying to kind of train people who were already trying to be trolls, but had to kind of evade what Facebook was doing, like saying, you know, hey, you cannot post rumors of pornography or links to pornography in here, but you guys can talk about it all you want. Or, um, you know, we found in like, you know, some of the comments were more telling of, I think, of where the admins really were trying to take this and what they were trying to do. Um, You know, we'd see people posting racist, hateful things and the admins being like, hey, um, don't do as much of this on one post, spread it around. And then, you know, the people being like, oh, sorry, I'm just kind of new to this trolling on Facebook thing I'm trying to figure out. And then the admins would be like, oh, yeah, you have to spread it around or you'll get flagged and you'll get booted. But, you know, like, yeah, you're doing you're you've got the you know, it's a good start, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um yeah, that's almost comical and like how encouraging they're trying to be in terms of developing, fostering young trolls. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of like, don't be spammy, bro. <laughs> like, wow. like, <laughs> well, so, I mean, these groups are by their nature being private, very under the radar. So how, how did you even find out about these groups? Yeah, so Shar and I wrote a story a couple weeks ago about misinformation spreading on Twitter uh, related to the protests. And after that, we were contacted by this guy who... I've been calling him a citizen journalist, um, but he's he's really taken upon himself to just research these types of groups in his free time. And so he was curious if there was fake groups and fake Facebook accounts proliferating during the protest. And he, he found a handful. Um, and so he was the original one who gave us these links. And he's, he's found a whole bunch of other types of... Um, fake groups related to the to influencing US politics those are more foreign based groups and he he's found the groups that were um organizing the protests uh against the coronavirus lockdowns and and in that one he actually found the the actual people who had um organized the groups it was a couple of brothers and then who you know stormed state capitals 
So he was curious if, you know, um, who the real people were behind these groups, but we didn't, we didn't fully suss that out. Gotcha. And Shara, you actually talked to one of the moderators through Facebook Messenger. Like, how did, how did that interaction go? Like, how did that conversation even, you know, proceed? Yeah, so I reached out to all of the moderators. Um, you know, I reached out to other people in the group, too, to be like, hey, was this what you expected? Or were you kind of surprised when you got in here and it was a bunch of racist comments? Um, and we should say, that, like, the moderators don't use their real names for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they use names like George Lincoln, which is a nod to the founder of the American Nazi Party. You know, they all use fake profile photos, fake cover photos, you know, they they're stealing other, you know, photos of of black activists, black rappers, the moderator I spoke to had taken a photo from a black rapper. Um, you know, in our conversation, he was very polite, you know, articulate. Um, you know, he said, it's it's interesting, because, you know, we thought we'd catch him in a lie, because we knew his profile photo was not him. Like we knew it was a of a, um, a rapper named Viper. And we thought he was going to say something else. But instead, he told a half-truth. So he said, oh, yeah, the um, my profile photo is a rapper named Viper. And I was like, oh, well, why would you have this? And he said, oh, he was forced to swallow a, like, it's cocaine or something. Yeah. yeah, crack. And he died in police custody. Or, you know, the police fo- forced him. And I was like, oh, you know. And so he said he did this in his honor. And, like, I don't know the rapper Viper. So I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, Viper's alive. It, it's definitely a photo of Viper, but he's not dead. So it was these things that were, like, sound plausible. And you're like, oh, yeah, maybe. Um, and it was good, like, Dara and I were, you know, on his side channel while I was talking to this guy because he'd say things and I'm like, oh, well, maybe he isn't a troll. And Dara's like, no, he is. Like, he is. Uh, because he, you know, he was, this. yeah, because yeah, he was really talking about, you know, wanting justice for George Floyd and trying to um, spread awareness of racial issues and said that he went to marches and stuff. And, you know, he chatted with me for a really long time and you could tell by the end of it that he was either having to look stuff up or figure out what he was saying or he was getting tired of talking to me. But, you know, Uh and he was like, oh, you know, I'm here anytime. Reach out whenever. And then um, I got kicked out of the group almost immediately after talking to him. And I reached back out the next day and was just like, oh, hey, I noticed I'm not in the group. Do you know what happened? And he's like, oh, I'll check on that and get you back in immediately. And then his account disappeared he's you know he's no longer active on facebook yeah and we verified that with facebook and they said that he he um he wasn't just hiding his account like he was gone off the platform oh wow well speaking of facebook what i mean you alerted facebook to this group what was their reaction and and have they done anything about it their reaction was lukewarm um they, you know, they said hate has no place on our platform. The typical things that you hear when you ask these companies about what's happening. But basically, they said they'll monitor the group. And if anything, if any content that pops up that violates its policies, that it'll take it down. But it, it has opted to leave the group up, which for Shara and I is pretty confusing because it seems like there are a lot of policies that are being violated first and foremost, that people are impersonating, have these impersonating accounts without their real names and real pictures, which is part of Facebook's policies. Um, They also, 
there's a Facebook has another policy that's against coordinated inauthentic behavior, which is what seems to be happening here. This is this group that's pretending to be about justice for George Floyd, when in the end, it's it's exactly the opposite. We don't really understand why Facebook has let it stay because it does seem to be that a lot of policies are being violated. But Facebook has been pretty opaque in its answers. And is it is this a matter of the fact that that this is a private group and it's harder for Facebook to see the content, or or, or Facebook just not doing anything about this? No, I mean they they can see everything on, on this site, basically. Um, you know, it's a little harder to police a, a private group because they aren't maybe actively looking in the private group. So it's really, they need people to report things. So like, you need to like, say like, hey, this is offensive. You know, and we even saw in the channel that the moderators making the point like, hey, don't do this stuff because it'll get reported. Don't do spammy stuff because it'll get reported. Um, you know, the moderator I talked to said the same thing. You know, he was trying to position himself as being, you know, a social justice warrior and being in disagreement with some of the admins about what sort of things should get taken down. And, you know, he was saying that, like, he was saying he likes posts to flag that they should get removed instead of reporting them to Facebook because he doesn't want the group deleted. So, um, you know, Facebook can see what's going on. It's just, you know, I think that they're they're trying to kind of toe this line between like privacy and, you know, free speech ish and, uh, you know, having these groups that they're kind of pushing everyone to. They're pushing people. They want people to be in private groups. Um, and, you know, they've kind of taken a choice that they're not going to take down a lot of things that maybe we all think should be removed. All right. Well, and, and lastly, I mean, how widespread is this problem? The vast majority are about justice for George Floyd. Some of them you go into and there will be, it'll be an authentic group with authentic moderators. That's what's really different about this group is that the, the moderators themselves were the ones who are inauthentic, but um, it'll have authentic moderators, but there'll be a lot of trolls um, in there trying to upset people. And you'll see other ones where there's a lot of ads, like uh, people are trying to sell ugh, these horrible face masks. Um that say, you know, they're very strange ads, but it's people wearing a face mask that says, I can't breathe. And um, anyway, there's a lot of accounts with a lot of that stuff. As far as the coordinated um, behavior, so far, um, only a handful, I'd say a small handful of accounts have proven to be suspicious. So as far as the justice for George Floyd stuff, it's it's not hugely widespread, um, but fake Facebook accounts in general are, yeah, it's definitely, um, it happens. It's fairly widespread. You could probably find that this guy that talked to us on Twitter that we, that found us from her last Zach Elwood. He, he's found just hundreds of these fake accounts on all sorts of topics. Um, and, you know, running the gamut from like Macedonians trying to influence our elections to, the coronavirus stuff. Yeah, including there was this whole thing where these white supremacists were organizing, um, saying they were Antifa when they were actually white supremacists trying to infiltrate the protest. So it's, it's definitely happening. Yeah. And, 
and you know facebook you're supposed to be who you are so it kind of gives this like level of authenticity um you know at least like in the group we were in the people were choosing images of you know black people or you know black activists things like that that would make it if you just like quickly glance at their name and their profile you think that they're a real person and um and so it it's you're you're kind of I think we've all learned that you can't really trust anything on the internet, but people are still pretty trusting. And when you're in something like a private Facebook group, you think the other members have been vetted. You have to answer questions generally to get into the group. You know, when I when we joined this group, they ask you, you know, do you want justice for George Floyd? Yes, no, or who dat? You know, who is that? Um, and so you had to answer those. Who knows if they even, you know, if they just let anybody in or what they do. But there is this veneer of, hey, we're vetting who is in this group. Um, you know, and in terms of other groups, there's also the ability to make secret groups on Facebook. You know, we we counted over 100 of these public and private groups that just have the name Justice for George Floyd. Um, you know, and it's it would take more than us to join all of those. And like, it's a lot of time to join all of those. You have to wait for approval to get in and all of that stuff. And then have to kind of, you know, it's kind of a very long methodical process to identify if these are real or fake. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to know right at this point how widespread this is, but you know, this particular one was very egregious. It was obvious very quickly that this was not what it says it is. Well, thank you to both of you for, for uncovering this. It's, it's definitely a story worth reading. Uh, if you have any questions for me or our reporters, just drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter, and you can check out Char and Dara's story on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.